Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you and help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Well, good morning, church family. I gotta tell you, I'm excited. I love any time we can come together and do a baby dedication service. We, uh, we love families here. We love babies here. And I know there are many beautiful babies in this room. If you have a baby you just dedicated in your arms with you right now, I wanna ask you, look at that beautiful little baby. See how cute they are? Look at them. Look at them. Now look back at me, right? Back, you can look back to the baby now. You're like, and to look back to me, right? Like I tell people I'm cute all the time, but I know that I can't compete with your gorgeous little baby. So uh, we recognize anytime there's a kid in this room, things happen. I mean, there might be a distraction. And if that's the case, please don't feel embarrassed because we want you to feel welcome and loved here. In fact, if for any reason you've got to get up and, and take your child out of the room, we will buy you a free cup of coffee just to make sure you feel welcome. We got seats uh, in our lobby as well. Now, don't just start bringing your kid in here so that you can leave and get coffee. That's, that's, that's not what we're saying. But uh, I, I'm excited about this message because I want to talk about something that I struggle with personally. Um, I struggle with overcomplicating things. And I don't know if any of you are like me, but do you, do you ever take something that's really simple and you stress about it and think about it so much to now you've like totally overcomplicated it? Like, man, I, I do this. I do it in different areas of my life sometimes. And in fact, it, one of the main areas we can do this is in our spiritual life. As Christ followers, sometimes we take such simple uh, and, and very clear teachings from Jesus and we think about it so much. We overcomplicate it to the point to where it doesn't even make sense to us anymore. But we see that when it comes to Christianity, Jesus never made Christianity complex. In fact, he made it so simple, he summed it up in just two words. He summed it up into the two words, follow me. And we've been in a series uh, that, that ended last week called Water Walkers. And we were talking about a story we found in scripture uh, where Jesus and Peter uh, took a walk together on the water. And today I wanna take a look at another story where Jesus and Peter take a walk, but this time it's not on the water. And it's found in Matthew chapter four. And I'm gonna go ahead and start reading here. It says this, it says, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. This is talking about Jesus. He saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called to them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed 
him. Before we dive into this anymore, I just want to pause for a moment and let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us today. Um, let, let's, let's ask him to meet us in this room and talk to us right now. So Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the fact that you uh, want us to clearly understand exactly what it looks like to follow you, exactly what you expect to us, uh, expect from us as your people. So please bless us today. I pray that there'd be no distraction in this, in this room. I pray that you give me clarity of thought, word, and speech that you'd speak through me today, God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said... Amen. So Jesus is walking by the seashore and he sees a couple of men that are out there fishing. He says, hey, follow me. And I love this story because I can remember teaching it um, to children because on one level, from one angle, it's like a great historical story where we learn about the fact that Jesus chose men that would learn from him and be, uh, that he would mentor them, that they would become his disciples, that they would become his apostles and like leaders in the church. It's a, it's a wonderful historical story. But from another angle, I believe that there is something that you and I, doesn't matter how long you've been in church, you can pull out a teaching and a principle in here that can change your life. That, that if we pause and we look at this, it, it can help us understand what it truly looks like to be Christians. Because really, if we dig a little bit deeper, there's a life lesson in here. Because what Jesus is really saying is he's saying, when I passed by you, you were operating in one, one dimension. You were a fisher of fish. But if you respond to my call, if, if you hear me call to you and you respond to my call, I can change you and cause you to operate on a completely different dimension. I can use your skill set, what you have from the past, and you can now not just be a fisher of fish, you can now be a fisher of men. In other words, he's saying a lot of you are doing the right thing, but you're just doing it in the wrong place. A lot of you, you're using the right skill sets, but you're just not using them in the right place. So he's saying, I, I want you to follow me. And if you follow me, I'm gonna change you. And in changing you, I'm gonna teach you how to not just operate in one dimension, but I can teach you how to operate in a spiritual dimension. I can teach you how to operate in the dimension that I created you to operate in. I love it because this text here, it shows us something very interesting. He says this, he says, follow me and I will make you. That's two different things. Follow me, that's, that's your responsibility. That's my responsibility. As people, what we're told to do is follow. And then he says, and I will make you. That's God's responsibility. And man, this is where we get things complicated, right? Because what a lot of us do is we try to flip this around and we think the way that Christianity works is I've got to make myself something. And if I can make myself something, then it's going to look like I'm following Jesus. And a lot of people go through life, go through church. I just got to make myself clean. I've got to make myself stop sinning that way. I got to make myself stop cussing so much and waving to people with that finger in traffic so much, right? 
I, I've got to make myself different. If I, can, if I can make myself something different. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. That making, that making you think, that's none of your business. That has nothing to do with you. He said, I make, I make this crystal clear. Your responsibility is two words. Follow me. Follow me and I will make you. And, and somewhere in here, where what we have to learn as Christ followers is our responsibility is not to make ourselves different. Our responsibility is simply to follow him. When he, resp- he, he, he speaks to us and says, I, I, I want to give you a new life. I want to call you into something new. Just follow me, come into this direction. And it doesn't always make sense, but when we start following him, all of a sudden he starts making us. He starts changing us. And there might even be people in your life that have recognized this in you and they're looking at you going, you are not the same person you used to be. What happened? Like, you don't act the same way you used to. You don't look the same way you used to. You don't do the same things you used to. What happened is, and the response is not that, well, I just, I made myself different. I started acting different. No, it, it was, it's as simple as follow me. Follow me. I, I just started following Jesus, just, just following. Some days it made sense to me and some days it didn't, but, but I'm just following him. Some days I do good at it and, and, and he's, he's going in a direction. I can tell which direction he's leading me to. I can tell who I'm supposed to love. And some days I'm not quite so sure. Some days I'm a little confused, but, but what I'm trying to do is I'm following and things are changing in my life. Things are, things are changing. In fact, one of the first things we see that changed in Peter's life here is to follow me. And then, we'll make you, and the, then it goes on and says, and immediately they dropped their nets. Someone say immediately immediately they drop their nets. See, there's something about the initial call of God that, that demands an immediate response. That when God speaks to you, there is something about it that demands an immediate response. See, a true experience from God will, will I'm talking about true conversion. I'm talking about knowing that, that you, you had an encounter with God to the point to where now you have something where you are responding going, there are things that I am going to leave behind. There are things that I'm going to drop. For Peter, it was his past. It was, it was his livelihood, his plan B. I'm, I'm dropping this. I mean, this is the type of conversion that will cause you to, to, to stop pursuing a man that you can see to begin pursuing a man that you can't see. This is the type of conversion to say, you know what, there are contacts on my phone I've got to get rid of because, because I am pursuing now following God. There, this is the type of conversion that has said, I've been going after all these things for myself, this job, this career, this path for so long, and I, I'm, I'm leaving it behind. I'm dropping these things. And sometimes there's things that we drop. Sometimes it's addictions and sin patterns and the websites that we end up on. So, sometimes it's, it's behaviors, things that we are doing on Friday night that, that, that when we, we, we first have an encounter with Jesus, we, we, we respond to him and we drop those. The Bible says immediately they dropped their nets and followed him. But what I want you to see in this text is what took place immediately in a moment also took place in changing in their lives for the extent of their entire lives. 
That though Peter had an experience with God where he, he dropped some things, immediately he dropped his nets and followed Jesus. We see that, that Peter went back and he picked those nets up again. Wonder, have you ever dropped something just to go back and pick it up again? Like you have that encounter with God, you know he's calling you away from something. He's calling you away from a sin. He's calling you away from a relationship. He's calling you away from something and, and you drop it because you know that, 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 that to follow Jesus, he's calling me away from that. But yet now I've picked it back up again. And here, here Peter is and he's, got, he's in the boat with Jesus. He's, he's holding Jesus with one hand and he's holding the nests with the other. It's like he's, he's now he's got... He's got Jesus and the nets. He's got, he's got the following of his savior in one hand and he's got his old lifestyle, his old plan B, all the other stuff going on in the other hand. I think it's interesting because as we look at this, we see that God keeps calling Peter to, to drop the nets. He keeps calling him to walk away from the old lifestyle. He's saying, listen, you've operated in your skill set for, uh, for too long in one dimension. And I've given you this skill set. And I want to I wanna not just save you. I want to save your skill set because I've put these gifts in you so that you can utilize them in the right place. So it's okay that you have things that you're being drawn towards. It's okay that there are certain things that you have passions about. That's okay. But I want to direct them into the place where they can be used for my glory, where they can can be used for my good. And he patiently, and I believe that's what we see in this passage is the patience of God. How, how God is calling a man to, to follow him. And we see that all throughout the story of God calling Peter to follow him, there's, there's times where, where, where God is patient enough to be in the boat with a man who has nets. In the boat with a man who has issues. God is preaching from a boat with a man who has issues. He, he's calming storms from a boat with a man who has nets. And, and we see that, 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 that God doesn't get upset with Peter. God's not frustrated with Peter. But what he's doing is he's saying, listen, what, these nets uh, represent what, what keeps drawing you to something that's beneath you. It's drawing you to go back to something that's beneath you. And I'm trying to call you into purpose. I'm trying to say that, that what you keep going back to is beneath you. But what I'm calling you to is before you. And I have destiny for you. And I have a plan for you. And all you got to do is just, just follow me, Peter. Like you don't need all that stuff. You don't have to carry all that junk with you. I mean, it's just, it's crowding up the boat. <laughs> like it's, you don't have to carry that with you. It, it's, but would you just drop it? And would you just follow me? And we see the patience of our loving God continue to just encourage Peter over and over again. Follow me, follow me, Peter. And Peter stands there with one hand on Jesus, one hand on the nets. I think there's a lot of us that we know exactly what that feels like, but I'm here to encourage you to tell you, my friends, that is life. That's life of the, 
follower, that's life of the believer, to know that God is calling us to something greater, calling us to a closer, more intimate relationship with him. But then at the same time, where we have this human side of us with desires where we keep going back and th- keep thinking, well, I've got to have my plan B, right? I mean, it would be crazy to just like follow Jesus off and not even have something that I could fall back onto. It'd be crazy if I don't have something where I could just go back and try to find a little bit of joy and go back and try to find a little bit of peace, a little bit of solitude, a little bit of rest, right? It'd be a little crazy. So it's like we find ourselves in this struggle going, my God wants so much for me and, and he's calling me out of something that, that, that is holding me back because he has purpose for me. But yet here I am still struggling with holding on to things from my past. And he says, hey, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And in following Jesus, Jesus begins to change Peter. And it's not like there was just a moment where it's like all of a sudden he knew I was changed. That was it because, because sometimes like we wish it'd be that easy, right? We wish it'd be that you could just say like, there's, if you pray this prayer exactly like this, if you go to this one church service, if you do like, if you have do this method or that method, then you're gonna be forever changed. But with the way it works with following God is that there are times that we're following him. And as we're following him, he's taking us farther and farther away from the things that we need to be away from and bringing us closer and closer to where our destiny actually is to the point to where all of a sudden now we changed and we didn't even realize it. Because for Peter, Peter had a change that took place over his entire life to the point to where at the end of this ministry time, Peter had a courage against people that he used to be afraid of. Because we see Peter who for a period of time would cower away from religious leaders and would cower away from people and he denied Jesus and he would hide and, and, and he didn't want people to know that he was even a follower of Jesus at certain times to the point to where all of a sudden so much change had taken place over time in Peter's life where he was standing up and he was addressing the entire nation of Israel and saying, listen, this Jesus whom you crucified, He was standing up with boldness. And don't you know, as you're following Jesus, I I think we could get freaked out going, like if I follow Jesus, he's gonna call me to do these crazy things. But it's not like Peter just stepped out and decided he was gonna go pick a fight with the nation of Israel. No, he was just following him. And all of a sudden more confidence started building in him and more love and more trust started building in him towards his savior to where now many of us have experienced this as like we, we have people, we used to avoid conversations with them at work. And now all of a sudden we're sitting back going, I can't just sit back and let them talk like that. I have to say something about this. I'm not, gonna, I'm not okay with my business doing uh, business like that. We're, not gonna, we're gonna change the policy there because that's not the way that God would lead us. And we start speaking out and people are like, what happened with you? What changed with you? Because there's a boldness coming up and why it's, it's not because you decided to change, but it's because you decided to follow and Jesus is making you into someone new. Isn't it? So it's like, now I can't just sit back and shut up anymore. I can't just sit back and be the, the nice, sweet Christian anymore because that's not what Jesus called me to do. What Jesus called me to do is follow him. And man, Jesus will call you to follow him into some pretty controversial places. 
He will call you to follow him into some places where it is hard to love people. And it is hard to hang out. Man, the, the, the religious people complained about Jesus all the time because man, he's a friend of sinners. Can you believe he hangs out with people like that? Can you believe, he spends time with people like, and, and it's like, we, if we are following him, we should get into places where people are looking at you going, what do you think you're doing? You can't act like that. Where did all this come from? And the answer is, I don't know. I was just following him. I was just following him. And, and see, I think there's so much of this that we complicate Christianity by thinking, well, you gotta act a certain way. You gotta do things a certain way. You certainly need to be at church every time the doors are open because there is a gold star chart in heaven that like it's there. Like you, you start, if you're not serving in kids ministry, they don't, it's not a gold star. They just give you a red star. Like, like, like we, we make up these weird things in our mind that you have to act a certain way. If I could just, if I could just be a certain way, like, no follow me. Every time we see Jesus encounter someone and he's calling them into a new life, it's follow me, follow me. So this is about patience, patience of a God who loves us that knows that when he asks us to follow him, we're not going to do it right. We're going to fail. There's going to be times where I'm faithful and times when I'm not. There's gonna be times when I'm acting right and times when I'm cussing out people on the road. There's gonna be times when I'm being a good dad and times when I'm a jerk. There's gonna be times when, I'm, when, I, when I'm, I'm fulfilling my goals and I'm being successful and I'm being disciplined. And there's times where I'm going back and I'm failing over and over again. There's gonna be times where I drop the nets and I, and, I, and I follow him and then times where I'm going back to it going, no, I need a plan B. Because I just, I just don't know how this is going to work. But I got to tell you, what Jesus is showing us in this passage, not just in this passage, but throughout the entire New Testament is the call from God is follow me. When you're doing good, follow me. When, when you think you've got it all right, follow me. When you failed again, follow me. When you failed for the hundredth time, follow me. When your marriage falls apart, just follow me. When, when you're struggling and you're feeling depressed and you're feeling lonely, just follow me. We serve a God who doesn't call us to change ourselves. He calls us just follow me, just follow me. I'm telling you, life comes from understanding that God expects nothing from you more than to just believe in him and follow him. That, that he, he's not put up a measuring stick to you and saying, like, if you act right, if you do this, you get all the gold stars, you got it made. No, it's, it's simple. It's, do you trust my son? Are you following him? And for Peter, we see that things go wrong. They go horribly wrong. They go terribly wrong because Peter, who, who was mentored by Jesus, who, who walked on the water, as we talked about over the last several weeks, who, who followed Jesus and, and dropped the nets. Sometimes he picked them up, sometimes he dropped. He, he was doing good. Peter, one of the first disciples, one of the first apostles, it, it gets to the point where it gets so bad, he finally gives up and he starts denying, I don't even know who Jesus is. And he starts hiding, I don't even, I don't even want 
anything to do with him. The, the same Peter who, who, who God said, you will be called Cephas and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not stand against it. The same Peter quit the church. He said, I'm done with this. I'm through with this. I've tried it and it's tough. People are crazy. People are driving me nuts because everyone expects something of me and I can't do it. I can't be everyone's everything. I can't even keep my kids happy. How am I supposed to keep these people? Everyone's nuts and I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. I'm gonna go off and do my own thing. And the Bible says, and Peter says something so very clearly, there's a lot in here. He says, I'm going fishing. I know there's a lot of us that we say that's a that's a good verse to put on the wall. Like it's a good excuse on the weekends. I'm going fishing, but I'm going fishing is the same thing as I'm going on a drinking spree. I'm, I'm going back to my old ways. I'm calling her back up. You know, I'm, I, I'm gonna go back because I've been trying this. I've been going to church on Sundays. I've been trying to change my life. I've been trying to make myself into something. I've been trying. So what I've been trying to do is it's causing me to struggle. It's causing me frustration. So I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm going fishing and he decides to leave it all. He said, I'm done with it. I, I must've just been crazy enough to waste three years of my life on Jesus. I, and I don't even know if I believe leave of Jesus anymore. And Peter climbs back onto a boat and he goes back to his old lifestyle and says, I'm going to go try to make some money again. And I'm going to go try to make a living again, doing what I know how to do. The Bible shows us that Peter went out. He began fishing in the middle of the night, back to the old ways, the, the old ways that Jesus said, Peter, I'm calling you to something greater. Yeah, I gave you a skill set to where you can catch fish, but, but that's so you can learn that you have a skill set to catch people. I'm calling you something great. No, I'm, I'm just going back. I'm going back. And the Bible shows us that he went back and he took his nets and he cast his nets out and he pulled them back in and there's nothing there. Does it again. He cast the nets out and he pulls it back in. It gets back to the boat and there's nothing there. And he casts the nets out and he pulls it back in and there's nothing there. He say, wait a minute. Let me try this again. And he casts the nets out and he pulls them back in and there's nothing there. And he's gotta be getting so frustrated because he's going, no, I know I know how to do this. I know I know how to get a fix. Okay, I know I know how to get myself some peace, some sort of temporary relief. I know I know how to make money. So something's wrong here. And he casts out again and he pulls it back in and he starts driving himself nuts because the Bible shows us he fishes so hard that he ends up naked on this boat in the middle of the night to the point to where you think about this. He is, he is working so hard. He is sweating through his clothes. He is shedding off the clothes. He's standing there in the middle of the night, naked on a boat, casting out because he's just striving and striving and everything I'm doing is not working. I want, I, I, I've got to make money and it's not working. I, I want just some peace and it's not working. I want the security of knowing I can accomplish something and it's not working. And I'm telling you, church family, I believe there are so many of you, you, you this is exactly where you are. 
You go through every day of your life and you are striving, you're casting and you're going, everything I do is just not working. And he finds himself there naked in the middle of the night on a boat striving and pulling and wishing going, the very thing I thought I knew how to do, even that I can't do. Because sometimes God will let you fail just so that you can see that you can't do it without them. Just so you can see that that gift set that you had to, to pull fish in, you didn't come up with that on your own. Just, a, and here, here's the mind blowing thing about it. Is he's out there standing naked on a boat, trying to catch fish. And, and morning is coming now. He had to look crazy. He had to, he had to be at his wit's end. He's going, I've walked away from the only thing I knew how to do. I'm coming back to what I thought I used to know how to do. I'm failing in every area right now. And he's striving and here comes Jesus walking down the beach with the fish sandwich. <laughs> Hey, Peter, you have any fish? You got any meat, Peter? It's like Jesus' way of saying, how's that working for you? Are you the, going back the old way, doing that stuff again, like, how's that working? Is it bringing the fulfillment you wanted? Is it bringing the hope you wanted? Is it bringing the joy and the peace you wanted? Like, are you good? Like you, your resources are good, right? You're doing good, how's that working? He's standing there with a fish in his hand. Peter's out on the boat looking for something. You might be looking for peace. You might be looking for joy. You might be looking for security. You might be looking for love. And you could spend your entire life striving to try to get it by your own means. The whole while Peter then looks, I've been striving to get this. And he looks up and goes, wait a minute. It's been in Jesus's hand all along. I, I thought I could find love on this website, but it's been in his hand all along. I thought I could find some peace in the bottle. I, I thought I could find it in the substance, but it's been in his hand all along. I thought I could find purpose. I thought I could find value, but it's been in his hand all along. And we see that it's in this part of the story when he comes to this realization that, that, that shortly after this, Peter drops the nets and he puts his clothes back on. That's a good, good part of the story. <laughs> puts his clothes back on and the Bible says he leaps into the water and begins swimming back to Jesus. Now here's the mind blowing thing about it. Cause Jesus isn't walking down the beach, just like rubbing it in his face going, look, I got fish you don't. Because we see in the story, the Bible gives us the exact amount of fish that Jesus allowed him to catch. He said, I want you to cast again. He cast again and pulled up 153 fish. He made him successful. Think about this. He made Peter successful at going after the very thing that was keeping him away from his destiny. What? That's like, 
that's like showing you how to build a bad relationship, showing you how to get away with an affair, showing you how to get away with the drug use. It's like this thing that you're going for that you've been trying to, to do instead of my way. I'm gonna just go ahead and make you successful in it. So we see that when Peter leaped off the boat, he didn't just leap off a boat. He didn't just drop his net, but what he did is he left the very thing that he went out in the water to go try to get. Because he realized that, wait a minute, what I've gone back to is not really what I want. You see, Jesus is not, he's not gonna treat you like a puppet and say, look, you don't, you don't get to do anything unless you do it my way. There's no love in that. There's no choice in that. Because this is one thing to follow Jesus if you don't have options, right? But what if, what if you're successful? What if you're, what if you're getting by with it right now? What if you've gotten away with it right now? It's one thing to follow him if you don't have options, but when you have the options, then there's a choice. I can either do it his way and I can, I can submit to the call of the two words, follow me, or I can spend the rest of my life trying to strive and do things on my own. So when Peter left off that boat, we see that he was ready for the blessing. Now get this, he was on a boat with raw fish. Jesus is on the shore with cooked fish, a prepared meal, a prepared blessing, right? Okay, he didn't, have to, he didn't have to go cook the fish or scale the fish or anything like that. What he left behind, Jesus already had in a better state prepared for him. And that's what will happen. I wonder, what will you leave? You're, you're afraid to leave it. What will you leave behind if you knew that what Jesus has for you is already prepared, it's already better, you don't even have to work for it? So he leaps off the boat and, and, and Jesus knows he's ready for my prepared blessing. Why? Not because he dropped his nets, not because he jumped out of the boat, but because he left the fish. Because now what I'm desiring in my life is not to fulfill myself by myself. What I'm desiring in my life is to have relationship with the one who asked me to follow him. What's amazing about this story is we see that this is the very last time recorded in scripture that Peter ever went fishing. It's the very last time, like every other time we hear about Peter in scripture now, Peter is preaching. So when Peter leapt off the boat, he leapt into his destiny. Somewhere along the way, he, he, he followed Jesus. He said, remember, follow me and I will make you. He followed Jesus. Jesus made him now not a fisher of fish. He made him a fisher of men because he showed him, you have been casting nets out all along and in a physical realm trying to catch fish. But all the while the net has been in your mouth. And when you were ready to follow me spiritually, I showed you how to use the net that's been in your mouth. And now every time he casts the net out, thousands of people would come to know Jesus. He preached on the on, on uh, the, the inaugural sermon of the Christian church and 3,000 people gave their lives over to the Lord. He still was a fisherman. He still had the same gift set, but now he's using it in the right dimension. See, what I'm trying to tell you is I'm, I'm trying to tell you is you keep going back to what's beneath you, but God is calling you to what's before you. And I pray today that you would leap off the boat 
and that you would follow him because striving for your whole life will leave you empty and exhausted. And, and, but the, the, the day you decide I'm gonna follow Jesus, he will change you. You're not gonna do it right all the time. Like Peter, you're gonna go through days where you're still carrying your nets around. Like Peter, you're gonna go through days where you're cussing people out and cutting people's ears off and like, but if we just follow him, he changes us. If you'd bow your heads and close your eyes with me, I know that there are many of you in this room that, that might right now be coming to the realization that you have never followed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That yeah, you've come to church. You, you've gone to church, it's the new year, you go to church, you go to, it's Christmas, you go to church, it's Easter, you go to church, you, you sit around a, a table where people pray, you've done it, but you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life where you're following him and trusting in him and believing that he died on the cross for your sins. And today I wanna give you the opportunity to do exactly what Jesus said to do and that's follow me. It's as clear and as simple as this. You don't make yourself better and you can never make yourself better. That's not the call that God gives to humanity. He says, follow me. So today with no one looking around with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I wanna ask you if, if you know that you need to follow Jesus and you have not done that before, here in a moment, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand so I can pray with you and we can pray together. So today can be the day that you say, you know what? This is the day I will follow Jesus. This is the day he'll be my savior. This is the day I'll know that for, forever I'll have a home forever in heaven because the Bible says in Romans 3:23 that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us have sinned. Every one of us need a savior. Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of that sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then Romans 10, nine and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We can't complicate this. It's as simple as we follow Jesus and then he changes us. He gives us a home forever in heaven. So if you've never done that before, no one looking around and you need Jesus to be the leader of your life. You need, you say, today is the day I'm gonna begin following Jesus. On the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to put your hands up. One, right now you're feeling a tugging on your heart because you know it's you. Two. Jesus loves you so much. Three, would you put your hand up right now so I can pray with you? Thank you. There are so many hands. Keep it up for a second. There are so many hands going up right now saying, I, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I need to follow him. It's not about church. It's not about, it's not about religion. This is about my savior. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I believe there's those of you in this room that you know you need to raise your hand and you didn't, you can still pray this prayer. You can still begin following him right now. Because you know what? You didn't do it perfect. Neither did I, neither did Peter. But there's a chance to follow him right now. So I'm gonna pray a prayer and I'm gonna ask every person to repeat this prayer after me. And we're gonna do this so every person in this room feels very comfortable in praying this prayer. And we are gonna ask Jesus to lead us in our life, to give us a home forever in heaven. 
So let's do that right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins and give me a home forever in heaven. I believe he rose again so he could be the savior of my life. So today I decide to follow you. Please help me in every area of my life. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's give God a shout of praise. Okay, church family, I'm not gonna embarrass anyone. You are in a room full of people who will celebrate with you. The amount of hands that just went up and prayed that prayer for the first time was enormous. So if you pray that for the first time, put your hand up high so we can celebrate with you. Congratulations, congratulations. Praise God. Praise God. We follow him and he changes us. For those of you, I'm just about to dismiss, but before you leave, those of you that did just pray that prayer for the first time, we have these getting started kits that it's just got some information to help you get to know a little bit more about walking in a life of faith, understanding what God wants for you in your life. Uh, our staff is coming down right now. Some staff and volunteers are coming to the front. So before you leave, if you did just pray that for the first time, stop by, let us give you this gift and pray with you and encourage you today. Thank you so much for being here. I love you, church. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week.